morning once again. If I missed you earlier, my name is Wayne. I'm the pastor here at Downtown Community. And today we are in our series finale of the series that we're calling Realign. And believe it or not, this is week six of this series. And so we've been engaging this now for a little bit of time. And we've been talking about how in our lives there's, there's times when we need to just kind of realign stuff. And you do this in your job. And to get something lined up properly, you need a template. You need something that says this is how it's supposed to be, what it's supposed to look like. And then you, on top of that, put the way things are right now. And it helps you kind of understand where it's supposed to go and how you can line this up. You do this. We do this with computers and computer programming. You do this with a car. You get it, you get it aligned. I've got a trip going, and I took my car in the shop to make sure things were you know, properly lined up and in its place or to figure out if something is wrong. You know, the, we do this with our backs, our bodies, uh, nutrition. I mean, everything we can think of, our minds, souls. Like We just find it. We need to do this with God, with our hearts. And you have been made, you've been wired to live a certain way. God, we believe God is our creator, that God has made us, and not just to exist, but he's made us for a purpose. And so we see this throughout scripture and the words that he's given us and the words that Jesus has spoken to us. And if we begin to live these out, we begin to experience meaning and purpose. It begins to help us answer uh, questions for our life is, why, why am I here? And what am I made for? What am I supposed to do? And even if you don't know specifically, you don't feel like, well, I don't know if I'm made to do this certain thing. Like maybe you hear somebody like, yeah, I know this is why my life exists for this and this. Even if you don't have an answer like that, you can live out these purposes and you will experience meaning. And so we looked at, we started the series by understanding that God has called us, called us out into different things in our lives, and we're learning to accept these calls. And we have five callings on our lives. And so the first one, we'll just do, I'll do a quick recap, is to be loved. Five callings, to be loved by God. We're learning to love Him. Before you do anything for God, He loved us, and we want to be loved by Him. Now, you've been called to go, to go and to engage and, and God sends us out. We did this uh, with our event. We talked about that. And then we did our event called Go Jersey City. And it, we had a ton of fun. We went all over the city just a couple of weeks ago and uh, had a blast. And the part of our mission is to go. And we, God sends us out into our cities, to different places in the world, within our own country. There's all these places where we're just kind of moving and going. And you've been called to belong. You've been called to be part of the family of God, that you've been, you are connected to others. You need to be connected to others. You need a, a family. And, and, and so God has made us what we call the, the body of Christ, the family. And you've been called to belong to him, to follow God and to be his. And then we've been called to become, to grow, that he is pursuing a story in you. He's leading you on a journey and even in the hard things, and this may be especially in hard times, he's living a purpose in you. You've been called to become. And then today will be the fifth one, is we've been called to serve. You've been called to serve. And this may be one of the most important ones that we talk about because really this is the one we naturally kind of pull away from and we miss out on meaning in our lives. And so we're learning to serve. Well, how do you serve others? We, what, we like, what we like to do is volunteer. 
We like to volunteer because that's like a one-time thing. Like I volunteer and I do my thing and then we're, we're good. But the word serve, right, is like a little differently. Like because that feels a little more demeaning like the, because it, it, it's the word for servant, right? Well, how in the world would you do that? We, we, we can do it and describe it very simply. How do I serve you? By meeting a need. By meeting a need. It's really not a whole lot different than volunteering on one hand. But it's a whole lot different on the other hand because it's the attitude of your heart. The attitude of your heart. Have you ever done a job or done something for somebody or you've just started, I don't know, whatever it may, is, and then you just you say the phrase like, man, I was made for this. Like you just have these moments where like, man, this just fits, hits all, all the things that I love to do. I was just made for this. And it could be a hobby it could be something you do with others, or it could, maybe you know it, it happens to be your job, or or it could be one aspect of your job, or you just hit. I mean, it, it could be it could be a job, or you know it's what you study for for college, or just random things. But you'll you'll stumble into these things where you're like, man, I was I kind of made for this. I remember a long time ago I was doing customer service, and getting emails and phone calls, and there's a part of that job that I actually really liked because there would be problems. People come in with a problem, and I could solve a problem for somebody. And help them out, and and and, and I kind of love that, right? And then and, and and I could also like serve them by by helping them, but then actually solving problems. I remember it was online, it's an online company, so they had to deal with fraud. And there were times where like I could see patterns, and I loved this. I loved connecting the dots and seeing a pattern. And and they had tools where you could actually, I was involved in helping you know figure out that somebody was committing fraud with packages and all these other different things. And somebody called in, like this weird thing happened. And I loved that. I was like, man, I was made for that. I loved connecting the dots. Or somebody sent a whole order to the wrong address. It was thousands of dollars. And I was able to figure it out and, and clear the whole thing up and to say, like, you know, give me five minutes. And I called them back and said, the problem's done. It's good. And I, I, and I was like, there's part of me. I was like, man, I was made for that. I love being able to solve issues. Remember we had a mom place this order in Manhattan. And... It was insane. This person had an insane amount of money, and they just had a baby. And then they were going, this is no joke, going out to Long Island and for their summer home and ordered the entire, everything they needed for their lives there. And they, but they accidentally sent it to the wrong place. <laughs> That's a big problem. There's a lot of stuff. But we figured it out. And the crazy thing about that was it was my first week on the job. But it was really fun because they just said, Whatever you need to do, figure it out. And that was kind of fun. And for me personally, some of you are like, that's the most stressful thing I've ever heard of. But for me, I was like, man, I was made for this. I am on it. I'm on it. So there are things, even in a temporary job like that, for me, it was hitting a purpose. And this happens in our own lives. So the fifth purpose of my life is this. I'm stating all of this from your point of view. So you can help you internal this, but the fifth purpose for my life is God shaped me to serve Him. Now this is worded specifically here, shaped, shaped me to serve Him. Now God has made you to serve Him. And when we do this, we will find joy. And you'll find that when you serve others from the attitude of serving Him, it can change your life. It can change your life. Life is really a journey. It's, it's, it's prep for us to be with God in eternity. 
And so we're learning to, to worship him and to, to be with one another in community, to grow and to serve. Ephesians 2.10 2, says this about us. It says, we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I love the, the purposeful words, the action, the movement that you see throughout Scripture. It shows that God is active. If we know that Jesus, if you're, if you're a Christ follower and, and, and you've been following him for a while, you should know, we know that, that Jesus was sitting at the right hand of the Father. Like all the passion that he went to the cross with that to die for us and everything, he's still loving us with that same amount of passion now. And he's there to intercede for us as Christ followers and, and pursue us. And here there's an active pursuit in leading our lives for his kingdom and for his story. It's the greatest thing that we could be part of. You've been made for good works, which he's prepared in advance for us to do. So it's this word of impact, this word of blessing. And really another word for service or impact or blessing is ministry. You're made for impact. You're made for ministry. And we're practicing because we're going to do this with our lives, even in eternity. And you'll find that it can bring joy. So your life calling from this purpose is to be a co-working, this is a crazy phrase, and I'm sorry, but a co-working minister of Jesus. <laughs> that's so religious sounding, and I'm not like big into a lot of religious words. Some of you are like, that's all you're saying is religious words. But anyway, that's like, that's like the co-working, like we got co-working spaces. Our church office has pretty much always been in a co-working space, and it's just it's an amazing thing. But, but we are with him. He's called us with him to love the world. To love and engage and serve and meet needs in our world. And so no matter what you and I do, we do it for two reasons. One is we're meeting needs and we're honoring God. We love God and we love others. This is what Jesus has called you and I to do. This is our calling. Colossians 3.17 says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That is a phenomenal passage. Whatever you do, whether it's what you say or what you do, we do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are doing it in his name for him. And we give thanks to God for this. If we learn to live like this, it changes your perspective. It changes your perspective. It can turn anything into meaning. It turns menial tasks into meaningful tasks by doing them. It changes your heart, your attitude, your, your complaining, your You've been assigned the stupid thing at your office that somebody else should have done, and, and you just want to grumpy, like you just turn that around, and he's like, you know what, I'm going to do this for God. I had a friend that, he, and this is, a, this is such a weird story, uh, that, uh, not a friend, a guy I knew, and 
he was a copy guy at some building. This is before digital stuff took over. And so everybody had to have copies. And a lot of people were doing research. And they were having, and all he did was copy. He was in a copy room. And he's like, I decided to dedicate that space to God. I'm not kidding. This is what he did. And he's like, I'm going to be the best copier that they've ever seen. And like he just put in, and it was just his time in like college or something just to make money, meet ends. And he just did it. And when he left, they had to replace him with three people. He did so much work. And it's so like, and it's just amazing. Anything, every menial task can be meaningful to give glory to God. Whatever you do, whatever you do. So our calling to salvation in God is also a call to serve. Everyone is called. And what's amazing is Jesus himself lived that out. He did the same with us. You have been gifted and called. You are a 10 in some area. God has made all of us what we call ministers. It's one of our ministry philosophies here at DCC. As a pastor, as an elder, my job is to administer, to prepare you. That's what God has called me to do for works of service, of works of good work. You were a 10 in some area. You'd be like, I don't have any abilities. I can't sing or I can't whatever and whatever. Like, no, but no, but you can. Like, you have. And sometimes if you don't know it, sometimes when you begin to serve and when you begin to engage, you begin to discover it and figure that out. Galatians 1.15 says, God in his grace chose me even before I was born and called me to serve him. So many incredible things. When we serve God, it changes your heart, your mind, your attitude. It's incredible. If you don't believe me, you should try it. You should try it. There's so many to, to ways to serve. You're like, I don't know what to do. Well, well, even in our church family, there's a lot of ways that you can serve. On Sundays, we have different teams that get together. Every week, we have uh, new peop people that will serve with us. And one of the first things they say, and it was said today, was I didn't realize how much goes on behind the scenes. You wouldn't believe how many cables and cords are running right now? It's good that it's black. <laughs> it kind of look a little messy. We try to be, keep it clean. But it's amazing, like, where stuff is coming from and then outside. And, the, like the si and, and there's a whole team that has loved us this morning. There's a Sunday. We have our kids team happening right now. People are loving your children. We do simple service where we hand out granola or chocolate at the pass station. We serve the sharing place once a month and help the food pantry get ready for their distribution. You could be a dinner group leader. If you're on a, uh, a dinner group, one day maybe you could lead a dinner group. There's so many ways to impact, and that's just within our church family, not even thinking about our city as much. So what happens if you do this? What happens if you, like, begin to trust God and, and live your life a little differently and serve? What will happen if I use my life to serve and bless others? Well, I want to walk us through four benefits that I see. And so here's, here's a word I'm going to use. And the key in the serving God is really, it's about being unselfish. That's the difference, I think, between volunteering and serving. So serving others unselfishly, number one, will create joy in my life. It will create joy in my life. Now, I love opening with this because, honestly, this statement is the opposite of how you and I feel about serving others. This word, just serve in general, 
uh, it, it doesn't make sense. It feels, it feels like a paradox, right? There's, there's a joy in serving, and so it will create joy in your life. And so really, the reality is most of us are looking for happiness in all the wrong places. And just so you know, I do this too, all right? right? Like So our, in our possessions, in our positions, in our passions or pleasures or popularity, like there's all these things that we are, we are constantly pursuing happiness with. We're trying to find happiness and trying to find happiness. And, and none of these things are wrong in and of themselves. That God has given us. We want to, these things to enjoy and to pursue. So definitely don't take me too far on the extreme here. God, these, these, none of these are bad on their own. But when we pursue them for our happiness as the ultimate end, it will never find it. it, it, it they'll make us happy for a little bit. But it's an appetite. It's not constantly fulfilling. We're not going to find it in our status or our salary or sex or whatever it may be. We're going to find it in service. So there's two secrets here for joy. And these things you would never even think about unless you begin to do it. When you begin to, to, to serve others couple things happen. One is it gets the focus off of myself. It gets the focus off of yourself. I don't know if you know this, but you are really hard to please. <laughs> You're very hard to please. Some of you are like, you don't know me. Well, I know me, and I know everybody else around you, and you're very hard to please. You, you know, even when you're pursuing things for yourself, the more that you try to get it, the more you're, you're not satisfied. You're like, I need more. It just makes you more unhappy. It's the craziest cycle that, that comes in. So, so when you serve others, it shifts your focus from an inward focus where it's just all about me to an outward focus. Parents, if you can understand this secret with your kids, it's amazing. Your kids will show what we do as adults, right? We just start pouting, oh, I don't want to do this, I want this. And then you give them what they want, and what do they do? I don't want that, and they smack the donut down on whatever it is. Like, like you give them what they want, they just want to be unhappy. But what you do is you give them something to do, an action outside of themselves. Here, come do this. Help me in the kitchen. Help me destroy the kitchen while trying to help me clean the kitchen, right? Like you just give it, it will change their attitude. So, so if you're putting two and two together, be like, are you talk, talking to us like we're children, right? Like, kind of, yeah. Like, those are the principles we're learning. But as adults, we need to do these same. It shifts our focus outwardly. And this is really needed to be said because our society is really obsessed with ourself. And it's everything we do, it's not all bad, but it, it just sounds right. We should... We should, you know, do these things. It sounds, and so everything is a steps of ourselves, and we're just not happy. Have you noticed? We're not satisfied. So this is really countercultural. So the more that you give your life away, the more that you give your life away, the more joy that you will experience. It's not always easy, but you're going to find fulfillment. Paul talked about this in his letter to the Philippians. In Philippians 2.17, it says, My life is being poured out 
as part of the sacrifice and service I offered to God. There's that word. It's to him for your faith. Yet I am filled with joy. Philippians 2.17. And I share that joy with all of you. I share that joy with all of you. It it doesn't seem right. I pour out my life as a sacrifice and service, yet I'm filled with joy. Incredible. I find in life the most helpful people are the most happy people. God, God wired the universe. So that the more unselfish you are, the more joy that you will experience. It doesn't mean that yourself doesn't matter. It absolutely does. In fact, the people that I know in life that are the most unselfish and most serving, usually you have to tell them, listen, you can't just, you got to take time for yourself. But for most of us, we need to hear the opposite. (laughs) We need to learn to serve and engage Others. Philippians 4, 4 through 5 says this, Always be filled, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are unselfish and considerate in all that you do. If you lack joy in your life, maybe you can even feel like I'm emotionally down or like I feel like I'm, I'm filled with anxiety or stress. A great thing to do is begin to get outside of yourself and to serve others. Many times that begins to lead your life in a completely different direction. So that's one secret that it does, is it gets your focus off yourself. Another one is this, is that you're using your gifts to help others. So you get the focus off yourself, then use your gifts to help others. That goes back to that phrase, like, yeah, I was made for this. You ever seen somebody, like, accepting an award, like an Oscar or whatever, and, like, they just, like, they just fit this role, and they'll say from stage, like, I just feel like I was made for this moment or for this thing. Sometimes you say that about other people. 1 Peter 4.10 says, God has given each of you some special abilities. Be sure to use them to help each other, passing on to others God's many kinds of blessings. We believe that as followers of Christ, that he's gifted us to serve others. And there are things that he's given you passions about that just connect you. You might be introverted, extroverted, whatever it may be, or somewhere in between. God has gifted you. And this is a really churchy term, but this word blessing has been kind of overused. But it's like we say we are blessed to be a blessing. We've been impacted to impact others. So you do those two things, you'll begin to experience joy. Get the focus off yourself, focus on others, something outward, and serve others. Serving others unselfishly creates joy. The second thing is this, is that it will improve my relationships. It will improve my relationships. This is a big one. This is very helpful to know. Pretty much all the problems in relationships come from self being self-centered. Self-centeredness is the root of pretty much all relationship problems. James 4.1 says this, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your own desires that battle within you? He goes on to say, You want, but you can't have. You crave for this, so you fight and you quarrel. I am not 
helping us here. All right, we'll try this again, and I'll switch if I need to. Okay, you fight and quarrel to get it. So, okay, I'm switching mics. <laughs> All right, we'll try this. My voice sounds deeper with this one anyway. I like that better. Okay. <clears throat> it's all about me, right? Uh, <laughs> the more that you practice being unselfish, the better relationships get. And that's cool because everybody benefits. Everybody benefits. Life is really the lifelong task of learning to be unselfish. I could go back to the kid analogy. If you get married, if you're in a relationship, honestly, you just have a roommate. Some of you like, maybe I'll go without a roommate because like you got to practice being unselfish with one another. It's not just about them. It's also about you, right? Well, how in the world do we learn to do this? This is not easy to do. It's not easy to do. Will we copy Jesus who lived the most unselfish life? He was an incredible example for us. He said this, Matthew 20, 28, this is his words, your attitude must be like my own, for I did not come to be served, but to serve. The God of this universe who came down to us came to serve, because that's what brings us the greatest joy. The more that you and I work to become like Christ, the more that we'll honestly be respected by others because we're living out traits that we desire. A lot of the things that we hear in our society saying that we want to do and, and do for others comes from these traits we've been given from God in Scripture. To love others, to serve them. And we're trying to find a way to do it just for our benefit. But we don't realize that it comes from us doing it for them. Romans 4.18, it says, excuse me, Romans 14.18, if you serve Christ in this way, you will please God and be respected by people. Here's the crazy thing, is that the more that you impact and serve others, the more I am impacted, the more I receive, like, feel like I'm blessed. So there's a sowing and reaping. The more that you do this, there is, a, you get things in return, I've always, I've talked about this, I think, in the, earlier in the series, how I went to Hong Kong to serve in this ministry there, and I was way more impacted than they were. I was blown away by how they loved others, and they loved me. It blew me away. It's incredible. And this is the way that God has designed it. Proverbs eleven twenty five 25 says, The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who helped others are helped. It's incredible. You might say, well, I don't have time to serve for anything. Then you are forfeiting being impacted, having being blessed in your life, in your even in your work, in your business, in your family. Because we are, we are missing out on a link that connects us to how God has made us to be. We're probably too selfish. I'm definitely <laughs> too selfish. I love these, these proverbs. 
Proverbs, you just read through this, it just pops out at you. Proverbs 11 to 17 says, you do yourself a favor when you are kind. Proverbs 22, 9 says, a generous man will himself be blessed. It's amazing how this turns things around. And it's hard. If you're in a relationship and you're in conflict, it takes, especially if you feel like the other person's really wrong, you won't feel like or want to serve them, but you'd be amazed how you change and they change. Go downstairs or across the floor, do the dishes. <laughs> like, what? What are you doing? And like, it'll confuse everybody, maybe even yourself. Begin to serve them. Society is kind of pushing us to complain. This isn't, this isn't happening, and you're complaining about it. Maybe you're the one that's discovered to do this. There's such a blessing in this. If you want to have better relationships in your life, start serving. Incredible, right? It will create joy. It will improve your relationships. We have two more, and they're not as long as the others. The others are very important and foundational. The third one is this. Serving others unselfishly will make my life meaningful. I feel like I've already kind of making this point, right? Meaning, there's a deeper part of this, but meaning comes from living for something greater than myself. And this is really what this is all about, living for something that's greater than myself. Mark 8, 35. This is Jesus' words. If you try to keep your life for yourself, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, the good news of who Christ is and what he's done, you will find true life. What if the God of this universe came face to face with you, face to face with you and gave you instructions on how to live because he made, it, made you for it? What would he say? Well, this is what he said. try to keep your life for yourself, you will lose it. If you give up your life for my sake, for the sake of the good news, you will find true life. Knowing this, what should be your attitude? What should be my attitude when we're faced with different situations? What about in your job? Listen to this passage. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Some of you may need this like in a sticky note or a phone screen or a picture or something. It says, always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your work in the Lord is never wasted. That's why we do it for him. If you do it for others, your boss will be like, yeah, thanks. And they just turn around and you're like, wait, what? Like you'll, I know you guys experience this. I've talked to you. I've experienced this, right? You work on a project for weeks, and everybody's like, hey, we did it. And they're like, all right, what's the next thing? It's like Elf. You watch the movie Elf? The, the, the elves cheer. We said we did Christmas. And then Santa Claus is like, now let's get ready for the next Christmas. And everybody's like, and then they cheer, and you go home and curse your boss and have a drink, and you're mad. Like, so, you know, like, <laughs> but that's what it's like. And so we do it not for your, because we do it for others. They let us down constantly, including yourself. We do it for him. It changes your heart. It's never wasted. That's an amazing word. 
of giving yourselves fully, the word that's used here is really just means not half-hearted. And that word wasted means emptily, empty and useless. It's, and I think we feel this many times, it's without purpose. In serving God, it gives you meaning and purpose. If you want meaning in your life, start serving. And then finally, number four, serving others unselfishly will leave a legacy. It will leave a legacy. And really, two, on earth, here, in, in, the, in the lives that you impact here, and then for eternity. God is always doing a work in both. Proverbs 10, 17, good people will be remembered as a blessing. And so, you know, the cheesy question, but it's so true. Who do you want to be remembered for? Will you? The things we usually say come from the actions of serving. Matthew 20, 26 says, if you want to be great, this is Jesus' words, going back to this, if you want to be great, you must be a servant to all the others. That's not our natural bent. To illustrate this point, it's been said that for every 500 books on leadership, there's one book on serving. Wow. You say, well, nobody sees what I'm doing. No, God does. He does. It's a promise he's given us. It's never wasted. Hebrews 6.10, God is fair. He will not forget the work you did and the love you showed for him by helping his people. And he will remember that you are still helping them. Jesus made this promise to us. John 12, 6 says, My Father will honor anyone who serves me. If you want to leave a legacy, start serving. If you want to find joy in your life, get the focus off yourself. Begin to use the gifts that you have to impact others. Learn to be unselfish in your relationships. It will bring meaning and a legacy. I want to invite us together this summer to, to engage this. Summer is, is coming, and I'm excited. I love, I love summer. And it's a time where we begin to go on trips. Hopefully you have the opportunity to do that. And, and, and we have a lot of new people begin to engage with our church family. Some of you are new today, and it's great to have you with us. Thank you for trusting us with your time. And I just want to invite you to take steps to serve. Pick a Sunday or pick a weekly event. Uh, on Sundays, we have our Sunday teams. When our service is over here in just a couple of minutes, we're going to have some devices out there. You can use your phone. But find a Sunday in this summer, in the coming weeks ahead. Uh, during the week, once a month, we serve the Sharing Place Food Pantry on Thursday nights. That's coming up in just like three, three weeks from now. You can sign up to be part of that. You can sign up to do simple service. We're going to start up simple service where we hand out stuff at the past station to help people who don't have community here find a connection. You can start to do that with us at the end of July. Take one hour and serve. You'd be amazed how much you actually enjoy that. Or you can be part of our Sunday teams. There's lots of things for you to engage. I want to encourage you to find time or find a way to impact. Look for opportunities to serve. It's not just here about our church family. This is about your life. With your boss, with your coworkers, look for opportunities to engage them. Your relationships, your roommates, partner, whoever it may be, let's begin to leave a legacy and find meaning. Will you pray with me? Father, we love you. We thank you so much for your words to us.
God, we need these words. We need to be reminded and remember this is how we were made to live. I pray that we would experience joy this summer in meaning. And we would trust you with these words. I ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen.